0: Welcome to One-on-One with Expert Flyer. This is your host, Lisa Kaslin. and today we're talking about airline seating trends and why folks prefer one seat over another, particularly the aisle versus the window seat. And to help us with this conversation today, we've asked Kadi uh, Gostaspi, You'll correct me, Katty, uh, who is an <laughs> attorney, researcher, behavioral expert, and she runs a firm called Purist Consulting. Thanks for taking time with us today, Katty.
1: Sure. My pleasure, Lisa. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. And and before we, we get started, tell us a little bit about what Purist Consulting does.
1: So, sure. Sure. Um, what what we work on is all based around my formal research that I did about a decade ago at UCLA with the neuroscientists. And my findings are that there's a direct inverse correlation between stress and self-confidence. So as stress goes up and it goes up for all of us, even the most self-confident people, uh, stress goes up and self-confidence drops. And we can talk about that um, later with respect to your specific inquiry. Um, and, How does that impact human behavior and human empowerment specifically uh, to actually uh, utilize human potential? Well, at work or for just everyday people um, trying to figure out how to stay in control of who they are, their brand, mind you, um, and how to meet their goals or reinvent their life. And um, I find that people are always saying they're lost. And so, With my training online and virtual and with my travel and my keynoting, um, this is the way we help people really unlock and figure out who they are so they can turn their potential into actual revenues um, and career success.
0: Wow, terrific service. Love it. Okay, so you're going to help us uh, answer a question. ExpertFlyer has a, has a service, I don't know, you may or may not know this, but we, we have something called Sea Alerts. And um, over, over the years, we've tracked or are able to track the data associated with uh, subscribers' use of that app. And it basically tells us, you know, which seats most people are kind of vying for. And in this case, we're homing in on the aisle versus window. So what we found was over the past five or six years, Traditionally, folks were uh, more likely to select an aisle seat, and we've seen this trend kind of growing uh, over the past few years, and now it's at the point where the window seat now has become the preferred seat over the aisle, and we just wondered, what could be behind this? Why Why might that be the case? So, who better to ask than you? <laughs> So yes, um, I think that
1: I, that trend, that shift makes perfect sense, But um, and that is a true but, it's not a good thing in my opinion. Um, it okay. really signals to me as a researcher, um, watching people's behavior very carefully, a trend in society that is not positive at all and doesn't really benefit anyone in this circumstance and this situation, including uh, service providers, such as what we're talking about. Of expert flyer, I mean they can adapt to it, but it doesn't really signal anything positive in our um, in the application of how people purchase and make decisions. So here's what I have noticed over the course of the past, and it's it's a short period of time where there's been a spike in the past three years. I'll say, um, everybody in corporate America, and and I know that sounds like a big generalization, but probably. 80% of all employees that I talk to in larger corporations and in the smaller organizations use the same word with me, Lisa. They say, I feel very isolated at work. It's always the word isolated. And um, at first, I was really ignoring it. And then I, you know, I'm a researcher. I look for trends in literal behavior and words that people use. And as soon as, you know, even 10 people say it, there's your trend And because what are the odds? And mm-hmm. so when I asked, why are you so so isolated at work? Um, you know, you work for a large corporation. You can just go out and there's a cafeteria or there's all these people in this bullpen sitting around you. Yeah. And you have access to technology to reach India and um, the, you know, Far East, whatever. You know, you are really more linked than you want and they all mm-hmm. just looked at me blankly and said no that's not how it feels at all and so wow. that and i'm getting to my answer here um, just laying the groundwork <laughs> for you uh that really signals the people technology is isolating people and leaving them yeah. lost as i call it wow. okay and it's okay however you have to recognize that i always teach self awareness are you aware of your actions and your behavior and how it's changing and is that leaving you with the goal that you have in mind because you can be lost and not know where you're going but at least you're on a path and you're looking for an answer people who right. are wandering aimlessly because because they're isolated are trapped and they don't see an end in mind so there's no growth there's no human empowerment human potential there so in an airline situation it makes perfect sense when you're isolated uh, you, If you give in to that and you don't have self-awareness, then that window seat is your salvation. It is somewhere you can hide. And I've actually, oh I travel all the time. I fly regularly. And I'm an aisle seat person because I like that freedom to stick my legs yep. out, to get up and go to the restroom wherever I want, not to bother somebody when I'm walking over them. And frankly, I get a little bit claustrophobic in the window. Yep. However when you are one that is opting for the window you're saying leave me alone and i watch them they kind of cower down and Uh put their hoodie over their head and put their headphones on and just you know shut out the world and i guess you could say that's being on a plane and noise but there really isn't much noise on planes anymore that's not something Mm -hmm. that's tolerable and Mm -hmm. the other thing that they do then i've noticed this trend and i wonder if you guys can substantiate this for yourself airlines or airplanes are dark places now. I mean, I can't even read a magazine or something on paper in the daytime flying because everyone shuts their windows and it's dark and dreary. And so I find myself on a regular flight with daylight having to turn on my overhead light, which is ridiculous. And it's very stifling to me and it's depressing. So it lends to that notion that these people are migrating towards the window seats because they don't want to be part of society and they feel isolated and, um, their mood is sullen. And, you know, maybe I'm being dramatic, but, um, I've noticed that over and over again, correlating with how people are just shutting down due to technology. And and I suppose you could prescribe some of that towards the millennials and say, well, they have, they grew up with this technology focus. And perhaps it is generational. I'm 47 and, um, I am not a millennial, obviously. I, I, I know how to use technology very well because of what I do for a living. However, I still prefer um, how I grew up, and that was to be with people in social and actually talk to someone rather than sit behind a computer. And so sitting at the aisle allows me to see more people and feel like I'm interacting more with life on the plane rather than taking an aisle seat. Wow. So that's my theory, and it totally makes sense. Who knew?
0: <laughs> you know, I think yeah, and I think I we we've discussed it too, and um, you know, we're, we're certainly not professionals, but you know, this this was sort of where we were landing on it too, and um, I mean, I don't I don't know I I don't want to judge you know what what's happening, and there's certainly no turning back because people aren't going to return their iPhones. <laughs> no. uh, you know. So so I don't know what 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 this what this means necessarily for for our society but it's it's certainly uh interesting to kind of explore. What I what I worry about is, you know, are we losing touch with our own human humanity and ability to just interact with other human beings because we certainly don't want that.
1: Well, I Totally agree with everything you just said. It's nothing we can turn the clock back on, but you're very wise in noting that, Lisa. Um, we are, and that's just the wave of the future. So my response to that is what I do for a living, frankly: um, teaching companies with employees that they want to access and leverage. How are you going to sell something? How are you going to be a good coworker and a team player? When you are isolated and feel isolated and don't want to be part of a team and don't want to be part of humanity, like it doesn't work that way, right? So my work is really around um, having people show up and own who they are and having self-awareness around these issues. You can't. Um, ignore it because it's not going away, but you are in control of your own body and your own response mechanism. And through my programs, this is how I contribute to solving this issue is at least having people have tools in their toolbox and employers having tools in their toolbox to make sure their employees are productive and happy and engaged and understand where they fit in. And back to my research that I initially said, As stress goes up, self-confidence drops, and feeling isolated is a corollary response to feeling lack of self-confidence. If you're not self-confident, you're not going to want to show up in life, right? You'd rather hide in that window seat, for instance. So, the tools I put in people's toolbox uh, is all about reducing their stress levels. So, physiologically, their self confidence goes up, and that helps tremendously with getting people out of this isolation cycle due to technology. Uh, do you, you know, I do don't behoove technology.
0: Do, Go ahead. Do, do you think that uh, at least a portion of these people that feel isolated could come out of that if someone were to reach out to them? You know, and and sort of break the ice and, you know, try to have a dialogue, you know, build a relationship with them. Do you think it's that they just need that prompting, they need that other person to take the initiative with them?
1: Well, that's a really good point. I am not the expert researcher on um, introverts and extroverts. That's Susan Cain, who wrote the book, the New York Times bestseller, Quiet, and she's a fellow lawyer. Uh, However, having studied her research and applying it to my own research, yes, that is a wonderful first step. But who goes first, right? And we're finding that no one wants to go first. I'm an extreme extrovert. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're right. However, when the baby boomers feel like they don't identify with them and and labels are the problem. Baby boomer doesn't feel like they identify with a millennial or, and they just can't understand. And they themselves are feeling a little bit isolated because they don't feel confident around technology. Just think about it. When you think about someone 30 years, your junior, 40 years, your junior, being able to take care of something better than you by accessing technology, then that does not boost your self-confidence. So (laughs) <laughs> yes, it definitely helps. It's just about who goes first, right? And, yeah. um, you know, technology companies utilize my research and my um, my my work well because I'm not averse to technology. It's just they understand that implementation becomes a problem for their staff for these very reasons because this isolation thing, no one's immune to it, even those who are robustly using technology like the millennials. So, yes, if someone could go first, that would be fantastic. Maybe it's the guy in the aisle seat um, reaching over and having a conversation. <laughs> but um, it takes a brave person who knows what they're doing and has the right conversation, which is what I teach it people, says. because otherwise you can hit that wall, right? Because that person's isolated. And if you're not careful, you're going to be demoralized yourself. And maybe you're even going to get angry or, you know, all sorts of repercussions. But, yes, the goal is to have someone reach out and break that separation barrier.
0: All right, well, then that's what we're going to recommend. So the next time you guys are flying, you're going to say hi to your seatmate, especially if you're lucky enough to be in the middle seat. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I thank you yet. so much. I thank you so much for your time, Caddy. And just, just in case people want to find out a little bit more about you, what's, what's your website?
1: Sure. Um, there's a whole host of information, blog content for free, um, podcasts, TV shows, uh, it's purist, P like Paul, U-R-I-S like Sam, consulting.com, puristconsulting.com, or they can go to kathygoshtosby.com, which is probably harder for them to spell, um, and they can access all the information and my data there, and um, they can look and see what, what appeals to them. We've got virtual branding boot camp that runs all over the country and um, that's our group way of teaching this material and um, lots of different ways for people to learn, and we have a free monthly e-newsletter with lots of good content for folks. So lots of good offerings if people want to do this work, Lisa.
0: Okay, super. Thank you so much for your time, Caddy.
1: You're welcome. Have a good one.
0: You too. Take care.